Welcome to another episode of Fearless Frustrations. On today's show, we have a lot to go over. Uh, breaking news into uh, the program this morning. Uh, let's just go right on with it, Noah. Jason Witten is going to come back and play. Uh, now, I want to ask you this. Uh, do you think he was fired from ESPN because of poor performance and just have happened to uh, have that drive and fire to play one more season? Because that's the way I look at it. You got fired because you suck. Yeah, I was disappointed when uh, Matt Hasselback did not get the starting job for Monday Night Football. He uh, was in the running for it, and uh, Joe Tessitore is a very good analytical guy on the field. You got Booger McFarland in his little scooter. I like that. Yeah, I like I like the they literally had the three man team working the entire season because of how boring Jason Witten and um the who who's his uh his play by play? Joe Desatore. Yeah, Joe Desatore. Uh, you just yeah. said that. Um but I know as a lifelong Cowboys fan, I'm not really I mean, I I I'm literally kind of still in shock. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be seeing big big daddy Jason Witten on the on the field again. Uh I have his jersey still at home. I mean, we'll see what he's got left in the tank. That definitely was a hole in the Cowboys uh just offense the entire season. Uh, yeah, was their, that that their ceiling tight end position yeah, was terrible. It was just dreadful. So, I mean, I obviously it's an upgrade. I don't know how much of a upgrade it is at 36 years old he had a season off uh, uh we'll see we'll, we'll touch a little bit more on that a little bit later but we got a lot more to get to on the program today um let's start off with some of our frustrations of the week noah okay um let's go with uh nick bosa as the number one pick and basically i don't know 80 percent of the mock drafts i've seen so far um Nick Bosa is a very good player, so that's easy. keep that yeah. into account. He's not the number one pick, in my opinion, for this draft. The Arizona Cardinals, if they're going defensive, which it seems like they are, yeah. unless they do some quarterback you swap. You like the big boy Kyler from Murray. Alabama? Or... I'm a Quinn and Williams yeah. guy. Yeah. He was a disruptor for one of – so Alabama's defensive line's normally good. They're a very good defensive team most years. Mm -hmm. But Quinn and Williams elevated their defensive line this year to be able to run stop, get the pass rush. He could do anything and immediately be slotted in to any defensive line in the NFL. He's just one of those transformational players. And Nick Bosa had half of the stats that his brother Joey Bosa had when he was at Ohio State, as well as he sat out his last year there. No, I think we're we're on a, a topic that I like here because uh, I was reading up on it a little bit earlier, and everyone's you know getting on that Kyler Murray hype train, and of course. The Cardinals with the number one pick, the pressure's on them. GM came out earlier in the week, said that Josh Rosen, our, the course the UCLA quarterback that they drafted last year, that was supposedly the best passer in that draft, um, who I saw some bright moments for, but they're saying that he is the, Rosen is their quarterback for now. I think Rosen should think be their quarterback. You think so? their, their offensive line was not very good last oh, year. Terrible. Even saw David Johnson could not run the ball yeah. when he was healthy because of how poor their offensive line was. Uh, Kyler Murray, he's a very good player, as everyone knows. We don't know exactly what we're getting quite yet. You know, 
Um, a lot of people weren't as super high on Patrick Mahomes and we've seen what he can do. So it really just depends on when he actually gets put in the system and also who he learns from. Because sometimes for rookies, it's better for them to sit a couple years back. You have Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. Look how good he is. It's just, it's, you really have to get that learning time in before you can actually be successful. Um, breaking news into the studio. Uh, I, I love these kind of moments, but Robert Kraft has officially pleaded not guilty uh, to charges of solicitation. Uh, his attorneys uh, have just announced. Uh, quick, quick reaction to that, real quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. How how anxious are we for the videotapes to drop now? Oh, I am very yeah, anxious. Very been, anxious. I, I saw the story from the beginning, um, and. Well, just it, it just builds because the Patriots are known for their little shady acts, no matter so what it is. I'm, it just it's it's not it's definitely not a laughing matter. It's it's definitely a serious. Oh, uh, for sure, yeah. You know, uh, of course, uh, illegal solicitation of, of women. You know, I, I was reading into it and pretty much uh, just the, the the whole story is just about you know how these you know uh, you know the the diverse you know, m women that are thrown, these young women that are thrown into these environments thinking they're going to America for a better place. And yeah, it's, and it's, it's an awful it's really situation. Sad. It really is. So we should shed light on that. But there is the point of view of, you know, it is the Patriots. It is, you know, their history of these kind of incidents. And well, and Ro Robert Kraft has so much money and he just goes to this casual little place is kind of how I see it. And I just go, that's pretty silly. Like, even though it's, you know, it's not a good thing. There's, it's just like, well, why is he going to this specific little place? Right so, now? and reading the, uh, the press release that ESPN has, uh, just put out, uh, crafts attorneys have requested a non jury trial. Um, that seems like a nice, Oh, let me slip you this hundred dollar bill kind of move right there. If you ask me, um and according to it was let's see I'm I'm, I'm reading down and it, it looks like that Kraft is because what we heard was that arrest warrants were going to be issued um so I've been waiting for for <laughs> Robert Kraft to be taken into custody but I guess we're still going to have to wait and and see on that yeah it's pretty <laughs> smart that he did a non-jury trial there because when you have a whole uh, a whole trial going on you want a non-bias and people don't that don't know about the situation so that's why it was really hard with example with like the OJ Simpson trial there were so many people because he was so famous mm -hmm. so a lot of famous people try to go either into a place where nobody'd really hear about them because they don't really care about the media as much or they just don't want a trial at all with a jury i mean they so want a trial if convicted of course let's let's be honest Kraft's not going to do jail time no no or he'll go into Slap a celebrity jail yeah. where they play like tennis and yeah. have all these nice uh five-star chef not meals going to jail. this is a it's a low-level arrest warrant and he could face up to a year in jail if uh if found guilty um of his two uh misdemeanor counts of first degree solicitation uh so i guess we're just gonna have to wait and see yeah, how this unfolds let's, let's stick with the the nfl theme here though for a second because i like uh what you had to say about the number one overall pick and yada yada so the new york giants uh have recently supported uh bring back eli manning for another season as a member of the new york giants 
how do we feel about? It? I know how. I want to. I want to. I am furious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here, I I dove into this quite a bit this week. I uh, I looked at uh, some statements that actually Nick Foles said he wanted to be a New York Giant if Eli was not going to be there and he'd be the starter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now Nick Foles off the Eagles now. Yeah. So he's gone. Eli Manning back on the Giants should not be. His best football years are behind him. And even the Giants players, you saw how they reacted last season. They were not ready for Eli Manning to be throwing them the football. They kind of had an okay stretch at the end when their schedule got weaker. But this is just to me, not good to me. This might be a bad comparison. I, I look at this like uh, I look at Dirk Nowitzki still playing for the Mavericks, right? Yeah. Uh, he just said what yesterday that oh he still might be down to play another season come on bro you are 40 years old you don't have it anymore this is a young driven league move on and let your team get better without you <laughs> yeah the the difference between that there though is with at least Dirk Nowitzki on people that like team, Dirk Nowitzki yeah but, I mean <laughs> obviously he, he we reminds all love me Dirk. of a Jawan Howard on the heat when they were had their successful years I remember he wasn't playing uh-huh. but he was like another coach in the locker room. Right, right. And so it makes more sense in, in the NBA where you're, you you have teams where there's clearly players that are not going to play. Mm-hmm. Like, you got the very end of it. And in the NFL, it's okay if you do that too. But a lot of people like to – like a lot of teams keep their 40-man roster st- – or 52-man roster stacked. Do the Giants take a quarterback with their first-round pick, yes or no? Yes. I say no. I they think should. They, I think they blow it again. But I I look at the, the quarterbacks. Obviously, you got Haskins and, and Murray, and I can't honestly name a, a, another uh, one. There's the Will there. Greer from West Virginia. Will Greer's another one. That, uh, and Drew Locke, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Uh, they might just buy some time with another year of Eli and then wait until next year when Tua Togavailoa – uh, and you know uh, the kid out of Clemson right now, whose name is Escape. Oh, Chris. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor he has Lawrence. a whole other year too, though. He does. He does. That's a good point. But they're saying that this kid has the oh, stuff. Him in that yeah. uh, championship and, game. Yeah, and wa- he just took watching Alabama's him defense and made them look like they he were take, a high school he, team. He took a pretty great quarterback in Kelly Bryant, who was the quarterback of Clemson until, of course. Uh, you know, Dabo and the and the coaches that were like, no, we're gonna go with this freshman kid because he's lights out. This guy's gonna be the next phenom in the NFL in just a few years. So for sure, the Giants might be waiting out on something like that and sitting at, I believe, the six overall pick. I think is where they're at. Um, their defense wasn't very good last year. You know, let's see. I mean, towards the to the later half of, I, I hate to give any credit to Eli Manning at all, but towards the later half, I mean, he, he still showed that he could play. Yeah, I, I'm having trouble even pr- trying to suggest that the Giants might be good next year. Well, and the Giants knows? are just a mess. They're franchise taking Landon Collins, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even want to be on their team yeah. anymore. Uh, I'm hoping he's a, uh, a potential uh, Dallas Cowboy maybe next year. That would be uh, very exciting for me. Let's uh let's move let's let's talk about some uh, some jaw rule real oh quick because this had me laughing and dying. Are we ready? Oh, oh yeah, here we come. I guess not. No. I guess ja not. Rule. 
has been a mess <laughs> ever since this fire festival stuff's been getting way leaked out. He, I, okay. So first, let's let's replay. Obviously, he was the uh, the halftime performance for '90s night uh, in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, not a '90s artist, and he has to make that very clear. <laughs> grabs the mic and just starts trashing his own career. Uh, like, well, it's '90s night, guys, but my album came out in '99. So I guess that technically makes me a 90s artist. All right, who's ready to party? Woo! No Silly. reaction. Silly. Guy. And then just listening to the performance afterwards was was terrible. And then, of course, he has to take to Twitter and make things worse by shouting out the – he meant to shout out the Milwaukee Bucks, but ended up cursing the Sacramento Kings instead. He actually was also trying to like curse the Timberwolves, and he was like, yeah. he goes, Carl Anthony Towns will never play for the oh, Sacramento I, yeah. Kings That's again. Right. He like, doesn't even play for them. His, this guy is wild. He, he thinks he's like the next little B or something. Like his opinions and his supposed curses are actually going to mean something. No, yeah. Well, and bit. he's like, I channeled my base god energy from Little B, and I am ready to translate it onto the Sacramento Kings. Uh, ja Rule, no one cares. No one listens to your music. I maybe yeah, maybe, maybe somebody does. Uh, People probably do because he was in that <laughs> documentary, but that's about it. Who knows? Uh, let's talk about some other topics. Uh, former NFL player, former first round pick, former CFL player, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel was booted off the Montreal um, Alley-Utes. Alley-Utes. Thank you for the pronunciation. I was going to botch that. Yeah, there, so so when I was in Alaska, uh-huh. there was there's a bunch of uh, Alley-Utes that they're native to Alaska, so that's the only reason I even know their name. Well, I'm glad that yeah. you do. Uh, here's the real question. Could we see Johnny Manziel in the newly formed American Alliance uh, Football League? Well, the out of what I've looked recently, there has been ties for Johnny Football and Colin Kaepernick to go into yeah, the alliance. Kaepernick has said that he uh, he turned down their offer, as did Tim Tebow. Yeah. And Colin Kaepernick's was for like $20 million, pretty healthy for yeah. an alliance player. Not bad. Yeah. And uh, I think Johnny Football should. Um, I think – so I watched Let's, a couple of the Canadian games with him. I, I did too, yeah. And I think – he had a hard time adjusting to the extra man on offense and the extra man on defense uh-huh. because you're throwing into tighter coverages with a slightly larger field. And I think it was just a little off. I, I think he had a pretty solid, I, when I watched him with the Cleveland Browns, he had a pretty solid first year as a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And so I, I think he should be in the Alliance for sure. How much does it say about, I mean, obviously we know, somewhat of the character that Johnny Manziel has, but how much does it really put a nail in the coffin to get kicked out of the CFL? It does, but it does boost the ratings of the Alliance if he goes in. It does, and I think that that's the the thing that people, because I was having this uh, talk with uh, just a friend the other day, and he was telling me that uh, the AAF won't take him. There's there's no way, but the AAF is the, the... I almost don't want to say black sheep of you know what football is now, but it kind of is. They're they're taking these rejects and they're you know these guys that have had off the field problems so far, and you know Trent Richardson is reviving somewhat of a career right now. I mean, some pretty incredible stuff for a really crummy running back. Let's. I wonder what they could do with you know a, a talented quarterback because Johnny Manziel was a talented quarterback. Yeah, he was. 
And now that you mentioned Trenton Richardson, oh, I, have, boy. I have a little a little bone to pick with him right now in the oh, AAF. Boy. Uh, so he scored a lot of touchdowns. I'll, I'll give him that. He he has I think I think it was six. I looked the other day in three games. A lot a good amount of touchdowns. His yards per carry is two and a half yards. Yeah, it sounds like Trent Richardson. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think he needs a little more explosion for him to. I don't, translate I don't know what it was like. Like some of the biggest busts in NFL history. Like I was just kind of uh, I was looking at like a top ten list, and of course, number one, Jamarcus Russell always will be. Oh yeah. I don't think that should ever change. Um, but you look at some like the Trent Richardsons of the world. And just the the lack of like effort that they played with, like you were the third round, third overall pick in the draft, dude, and you're telling me that you you don't have the fire. Well, like, and he played on some pretty bad Colts teams when he was on there. Well, he had obviously drafted by the Browns and then traded from the Browns to the Colts, and then we remember I remember that trade because it was for a first round pick, I believe. Yeah, and everyone was looking. Oh wow, Trent Richardson. Okay, awesome. And he looks at a court, our running back behind him now. Sweet. And they were like, "What a mistake the Browns made like, what again. A, what like, are they doing? Like, what is this? What are we like? Who who are we watching run the ball right now? Looks like me or or, or you trying yeah. to go out there and run the ball. And he just looks so scared. But uh, I've been enjoying watching some uh, AAF football lately. Uh, I really have. I'm I'm excited for uh for where it's gonna go down the road. Let's move uh let's transition to the NBA now. Let's talk about a little Boston Celtic news, Noah. Okay. Who took a thropping from your Portland Trailblazers last night. Um but I wanna focus on something that Max Kellerman said the other day. He said that the Celtics should have traded Kyrie before the deadline. What's your reaction to that? Well, the the team dynamic from last year, when you had uh, uh, Al Forford and you had Jason Tatum and you had Scary Terry Rozier, there was a lot of ball movement. Oh, yeah. And so when you have Kyrie Irving, he's more of an iso ball kind of guy. So that's why when he was on the Cavaliers, he fit really well with LeBron James. They can create their own shot and kick it out if they have to. I just this is where I am. I think Kyrie is obviously top five point guard in the league, no question. Probably For top sure. top three. That conversation goes deep, and and I don't know if I want to have it, but it depends on what you're looking for. I totally understand. But if I will say this, if you're looking for a leader of a franchise, Dame Lillard is better than Kyrie, hundred percent of the way. Loyalty means something in this league. Quote me, quote me, Dame Lillard over Kyrie any day of the week. Anyway. I'm annoyed. I am super. I'm tired of Kyrie. Kyrie and LeBron deserve each other. They really do because they're both whiny little <laughs> SOBs. I swear, every single day it's something new. Have you seen the – I'll talk about LeBron real quick. Have you seen the clip of LeBron yelling at his teammates for his lack of defense? I, I mean, I'm seeing the same things, the same entitled – because here – you, you brought up last year and how scary Terry, all these young guys for the Celtics were passing the ball. They were playing great, right? Yeah. And then Kyrie, you know, is healthy now. But he's – I have a problem with, like, point guards especially that don't take the backseat. We've seen Russell Westbrook take a backseat somewhat this year, and it's done crazy things for that Thunder team. He should do it more often than not. Absolutely. I, I mean, he's let Paul George play, and the two of those, you know – Guys have taken that team to another level, but that's what I think we're missing in Kyrie. Kyrie's not making the players around him better. Uh, the, the the quote, and even when your coach is saying that this team is not together, that's a problem. 
that that yeah. I think that leads that leads us to what I want to talk about next. And who has a more cause for concern right now, the Lakers or the Celtics? Because to me, it's the Celtics. It is the Celtics. The Lakers. People are not realizing this. Okay, so they've lost some close games as of late. If you look at the top three players of the Lakers, Brandon Ingram, as of late, yeah, he's been he's balling. been crazy. Yeah. You have Kyle Kuzma, yeah. who is going to be the number two on that team unless Brandon Ingram overtakes him. Yeah. And LeBron James now back from injury, a lot more healthy than he was. When he first came back, he was rusty. He came off of an injury. Just You're for, going to be rusty. Just for the integrity of the show. Uh, so, you know, no plebes out there are, are quoting us. We're not saying that Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma are the better players on that team. I just want to make that clear. LeBron's the best player in the world. Anyway, keep going. Oh, LeBron <laughs> by far is better I, I was than just, those I was just listening players. to yeah. that in my head. I'm like, oh, wait, we should probably, okay. Anyway. Yeah. But LeBron is, there's no other player like LeBron. But that's, a, that's another time discussion. But, yeah, so when I look at the Celtics, if they were able to get a strong additional three-point shooter, they would be very dangerous. And if they got a ball movement passing kind See, of shooter. I feel like they have all of those things. They just aren't using them to the their full capabilities. You know what I mean? Like, for example, Gordon Hayward's not a bench player. No. Ob- obviously, Starter you know, sure. I think he needed this year mentally and physically to get back to the guy's leg was half Snapped. dangling. Snapped. I mean, uh, I was having uh, the Paul George argument keeps coming up and, def- like, and you know, trying to get Gordon Hayward down, right? Oh, well, Paul George came back in a season, and he was already better wise than Gordon. Okay, first of all, you can't compare two injuries like that. Second of all, it, it's it's – Come on. It, it it was different. Also, Paul George didn't necessarily come back that great when he first came yeah, back. Yeah, and it's taken up until now to see a different Paul George. Uh, but I think the way we're going with the Celtics team is, one, um, if they don't figure out their stuff, they're a first-round exit team or a second-round exit team, not yeah. first round. They're not going to lose in the first round. But I will say this. The way the standings are shaping up in the East, if they have to – go in the first round in a 4-5 match against the Sixers or uh, a team like that, they're not winning that series. I don't the way they've been playing, the way they've been acting, not playing together. I was watching, you know, the Blazer game yesterday, obviously. Oh, of course. Obviously, and we were beating them to 50 50 balls every single chance. We were the aggressors on their home court. Yeah. And it's been that way the last four. They've lost four straight. I don't remember the last time I saw this Brad Stevens era of Celtic basketball looks so terrible. I mean, to be fair, the the Trailblazers are rolling right They're now. They're rolling. Too. They're playing really good. And the Celtics good. are on, uh, is it six games they've lost it's a in four, a row It's now? a four-game skid now. Yeah. Four now? Okay. Well, regardless, they've been they've been losing as of late. And uh, I don't know. I just think that when you got all those young guys, like you said, that erupted last year, and you know, I guarantee you, Terry Rozier is sitting there saying, "Move me," or because all these players looking at this situation, we have the talent to win a championship, hundred percent. That Celtics team is stacked with talent. Yeah, they're loaded stacked. from top to bottom. They for sure are. I still, I still just don't see I, when I watch them. They, they have three point people that are capable of nailing the three. Yeah. But I don't see that guy that can just, that's more of a pure shooter. I just think that see? You, you trade. A, so here's like something that I would think would just boost the Celtics 100%. Like a Kyrie for Bradley Beal and something else from the Wizards. Okay. Kind of deal. Get that pure shooter in there. 
I don't really see who could beat that. See, I think I, I really think Gordon Hayward is just that, and then Jalen Brown is wet from downtown too. All these guys, Jason, all I mean Tatum and and Rozier, all these guys are are, are lethal scorers. But it's oh, just yeah. they they have to succeed to Kyrie so much. In the last two minutes of that game last night, Kyrie didn't pass the ball, yeah, I and he got swatted, boy. He got swatted, boy. Yeah, Nurkic up in there. Oh yeah, give him give him all kinds of business. Tired of people talking trash to Yusef Nurkic like he ain't nothing. Yusef Nurkic is one of the most improved players this year. Fact. He's been um, good. Yeah, he's, he's been extremely solid. They stole him from the Magic. Yeah, or from the from the Nuggets. For and we got a first round pick out of that deal too. We oh, sent yeah, yeah that was the Mason Plumley deal, and we just snatched oh, yeah, him yeah, off that's that right. roster. It was the three team trade. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, Celtics definitely more cost for concern than the Lakers. Lakerland, yeah, you got nothing to lose. I mean, you're fighting for. I mean, all these LA fans coming out. Oh, we have to make the playoff. Why? Why do you have to make the? Just because LeBron's on your team, obviously, I get it. the The expectation is there. You know, when you get the best player in the world coming, and you know, oh, playoff LeBron mode is activated. Uh, I don't know if you were watching that Pelicans game last. The the ice. I watched it. Yeah, the the, the three game, ball at the end. The, pretty the, sweet with the Dirk off leg just yeah. up and. Pfft. Oh. Not the most impressive Not shot of the, the night. Not the most impressive shot of the night. No, sir. That Shout goes, out to Dwayne yeah, Wade. That goes to uh, the old man Flash Gordon out there. Man. 25 off the bench. Oh, was, I just had to bring that Yeah, up. that was awesome. Let's talk about that. That I remember watch, uh, seeing a still of him still inside the three-point line with .8 left, yeah. and he doesn't have possession of the ball. It's like fumbling around. Yeah, he got blocked. And somehow he, he steps back behind the three, just chucks it up. Just chucks it up. Off the glass Come and on. in. Come Ooh. on, man. Uh, and he, he, he referred it to that. Remember that, that Kobe shot? The Kobe hit the game winner over D. Wade. The the bank floating away oh, yeah. from three. Oh, my. One of the most incredible shots Kobe ever hit. And that was I think that was probably the most incredible shot Dwayne Wade's hit. In a I while. Mean, in a while. Sure. I mean, situationally, I remember he had a double uh, overtime, I think, game winner back in the day where he was – I, know. I have a lot of Dwayne Wade memories in my uh, my piggy bank of sports memories here. Uh, one of my favorite players oh, of yeah. all time, and he, and watching he can him burn play, in the post. watching him play like this, it just irritates me. You don't need to retire, come on. No, but I get it. He probably wants to do something else. But anyway, let's uh, let's keep going down the list here, and uh, we we got a lot more in the show today. Um, we got some uh, some Herm Edwards for you a little bit later on to to end our program. Um, but before we get to that, uh, let's do some hot or cold takes here. Um, let's go to some college hoops now. Of course, uh, l- the last time we were here, we were talking about Zion Williamson, obviously, and the potential of a serious injury. <sighs> we're okay. The guy's fine. Mild knee sprain, MRI clean. We're good. I was, uh, I was scared there for a second. Um, but what, what about the rest of the ACC? Um, I mean, we we got uh, off the top of my head. We're probably going to get six or seven teams from the ACC. Yeah, Virginia, uh, North yeah. Carolina, probably Louisville, um, Duke, obviously, Duke, clearly, um, and uh, NC State. I, I I believe is a bubble team, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, there's, there's some other ones. There's in some there. bubble teams in there, but are we predict? Are do you think an ACC team is gonna gonna win the national championship this year? March Madness. It's it's the last day of February. Right no. around the corner? No. Okay. Who? What? What? Uh, what conference uh, has the the championship? 
I'm not sure quite yet. I've still been yeah. kind of dissecting it. Okay. But this was what happens more often than not. Uh, I'll t- People I'll t- fall in love with the ACC, and I'll, it's respectfully so. I'll tell you who my favorite is. I love the Zags this year. The Zags? I love the Zags this year. I think they. I, th- I think this is it for them. I think they have the team. I want them to. I really do. I I, I was I was saying that what, two years ago now was when they were in that that national yeah, championship. Yeah, against North Carolina. Yep, in that Zach Collins game where he became a lottery pick in the in the day of or just one game really. Oh yeah. Um, I like the Zags this year, but I'm not going to be surprised if we get one ACC team at least in the Final Four. Um, I don't think it'll be Duke. I think Duke's a Sweet Sixteen team that's out. Uh-huh. Um, I think that. I think Zion will play again. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, but for some reason, I don't think that this uh, this shutting down Zion talk is over. I think we might have you know one more potential injury squ- injury scare quote. Yeah. Um, I I think no. Did so we we they do this every year? I remember when uh, uh, the Jabari Parker Duke team. Oh yeah. Uh, everyone and. I mm, this brings back memories of some mm, some pretty frustrating moments for me because I took that Duke team to the national championship that year, mm-hmm. and they lost to uh, was it Lehigh I think yeah mm, in mm. a it was the two fifteen upset it was I don't think it was Lehigh that was before because that was a CJ McCollum game so that was a while ago yeah. I got I got to think but they lost to a fifteen seed and I, for the life of me I can't remember who that team was right now after that definitely that. was a while back i was in the like the but every grade when that yeah, happened but so. every year they they do this thing where you know oh just because they have the the best pros- nba prospects they're going to amount to something that's not how college basketball works no it's it's it way more team oriented and it's you're hot in that game or you're not hot yeah the only people players that you see uh, you know going with the iso ball in college basketball are rj barrett and or you don't you don't see Zion Williamson getting those ISO plays, uh, no. no. You you see it from R.J. Barrett a little bit because that's kind of how that Duke team is run, yeah. and that's the player that he is. Um, historically, you've seen other caliber guys like that. Kevin Durant had a lot of ISO ball and yeah, he it, sure did in college yeah. for sure. But no, that's that's not. It's a that's why I love college hoops because it's still foundational basketball to me. And I can still go out there and appreciate some darn good coaching and and defense. Yeah. Um, but no. Dude. I think you got to watch out for the SEC once again this year. Yeah. Because you a Tennessee believer, Noah? No. Yeah, because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I I think Kentucky's a team you got to watch out. Kentucky's more than you and think PJ about. Washington's a lottery pick. They got they have a nice squad there. I like Kentucky. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, um, the big tw- the the Big Ten can not the Big Twelve yeah. not the Big Twelve Kans- this is bad Big Twelve year. to me the Big Ten I mean Kansas is always the, the team really you talk about well um, their their teams completely dissected right now yeah early exit for me this year I was watching Kansas and uh, Kansas State over the weekend and I like I like what I see out of Kansas but you know as if you if you are a college hoops fan you know that Kansas will never make it past the sweet 16 that's just that's just fact until they well Bill Self's a good coach until they get someone just outstanding remember what remember that Andrew Wiggins Joel Embiid Kansas team yeah yeah took them to the top two guess where that got me nowhere 
Yeah, I nowhere. Well, I wasn't as big on Andrew Wiggins at the time. I'm not one of those guys nah. that. Yeah, I was. I was. People. I was never an Andrew Wiggins fan, but I was a Joel Embiid guy. Yeah, uh, that's for darn sure. Very good center. Um, let's go into some more hot or cold takes here. Let's go into some baseball. Uh, this this brings up a good topic because uh, I was listening to some banter about it on Sports Center the other day about the farm system in baseball and if we're okay with stashing some of these young talented players in farm systems rather than bringing them up early, right? So like for example, they always teams will bring up their top prospects in the middle of the season usually. Yeah. Right. Uh, why do we have to wait? The fact so this is in regards to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yes. Right, obviously, probably the most exciting young prospect in baseball right now. Yes. Um. Obviously, we know his father. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh. We we know what he did, and we've seen what uh, Junior's done. So, uh, for for starters, uh, are we going to say that Vlad Guerrero is a lock for uh, Rookie of the Year coming up? And two, um, are you okay with how the farm system is run in baseball? Vlad Guerrero is a substantial candidate for Rookie of the Year. I'm not going to call him a lock quite yet. I would say he will be in the uh, probably top three discussion this year. We don't know what the other teams have yet. So it's like last year with the Atlanta Braves and Ronald Acuna Jr. We did not know what that guy was going to do until Mm -hmm. the season started going into fruition. And there's always people that are being that you just really don't know what's going on. Like, for example, like a guy that a lot of people are looking at her is you say Kikuchi for the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, uh, tons of international slot money for mm-hmm. that pitcher could be a phenomenal player this year, but we don't know what he's going to do till the season really rolls on. Um, I'm okay with the farm system as long as the teams are smart about it. It's a way for from a managerial standpoint to keep good players on their team. So like for the Chicago Cubs keeping um oh what's the guy's name from the from the Cubs? Oh Chris Bryant. Yeah. Chris Bryant was held on a rookie contract so that he would be able to stay with the team a little longer before they extend him and they can exactly see what he's going to do. And so I definitely think, yes, players should be played and be put on a major deal at some point, but Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at this point has not been put onto the major stage quite yet. And I think I think that's the specific that I'm trying to get at here is players the caliber of Vlad Guerrero Jr., if they aren't on the game day roster, the opening day, I think that's a mistake. The, these guys that are obviously wasted in AAA, yeah. right? That that's what I'm kind of trying well, to. Well, I th- I think he'll be on the opening day roster because there's 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 uh, you know analysts out there saying that uh, the Blue Jays are going to keep him down in AAA. I don't think that'll Which, happen. No. Yeah. We'll, and, we'll see. I mean, Josh Donaldson was on the Toronto Blue Jays mm-hmm. last year as well as uh, Troy Tulowitzki, who's now with the Yankees. Both both but, of them are uh, Yankees, correct? Uh, no. did, uh, Josh Donaldson is on the Braves. The Braves. Yes. Oh. The Braves are <laughs> looking good <laughs> right now. Tells you how much I uh, how much baseball knowledge is in my bank, huh? There's a bunch of trades this year that went under the radar though. Yeah, and, actually, and, the Astros have stacked up a ton, and nobody knows it. Yeah. They got Michael Brantley, who's very solid See, outfielder. Yeah, very yeah, solid. Nobody even knows that he went there. Nope, <laughs> not not the slightest clue. You know, I didn't know that Edwin Encarnacion was a Mariner until the other day. Well, 
I knew that only because they were really looking for a DH first baseman, mm. and Nelson Cruz was yeah. he's gone. He's on the Twins now. That's and, uh, yeah. yeah. This is fearless frustrations, ladies and gentlemen. The the show where sometimes we know and sometimes we don't know, and we're shocked when we do figure out oh, yeah. things such of that nature. Um, well, as we're kind of wrapping up uh, the show today, Noah, um, let's. Uh, I want to talk about something uh, kind of. It's in it's in the sports realm. Uh, let's talk a little Space Jam two before we get out of here. Oh, okay. Right. Um, I was uh, I was talking with a, a friend of mine, and we were trying to figure out who are going to be the replacements for the old guys, right? So who's going to be the new Barkley? Who's going to be the new Muggsy Bogues, right? Yeah. I think Muggsy Bogues. If you get anyone by but Isaiah Thomas, I think it's a mistake. Yeah. Um, Charles Barkley. I went with Blake Griffin. Uh, in- interesting. I would see him being in that movie anyways. Because he um, has, he's been in some uh, Looney Tunes with yeah. Marvin the Martian kind of commercials, so mm-hmm. that would make a good spot for I him. I think Blake Griffin's going to be in there. Um, one of the things we're trying to figure out is if uh, they're going to get Bill Murray to come back. Uh, I hope they do because Bill Murray made that movie awesome. I think he will. He was in uh, the new rendition of Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. I, I doubt that he would pass it up if uh, they try to bring him back. But what if they bring back uh, the? I don't remember his real name, but he's Newman from The Office. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I want yeah. him to be in. Yeah, there. he should definitely be in there. Um, I don't know what's your take though. I mean, we got uh, the Admiral David Robinson. Who's going to replace him? Um, Oh, that, the, that's the, a really hard one. Uh, to fix. The names the, are escaping. There's going to be a Durant in there for yeah. sure. Um, Kay, are you are you just going to take the the biggest stars of the modern NBA and just toss them all in there? I think they need to fit the mold of the modern stars. You know, you know what I want to see. I want to see Harden in there because I want to see him zapped of all his power. That'd be pretty. Funny. Yeah, I, I I just want to see Harden uh, become unathletic and lose all capabilities of his little jab travel. Step back. Yeah, Harden's been I definitely irritating wanna, me a lot lately. I definitely want to see Harden in there. Yeah. Okay. Let's before we get out of here, let's uh, let's uh, let's frustrate a little bit about James Harden because I'm I'm done with the kid. Oh, same here. Uh, I'm, okay. Okay. First of all, I'll say this. I don't I don't like his brand of basketball. Um, that's a personal opinion. I don't disrespect the player that he is. I I can appreciate what he does, the score that he is, but I don't appreciate his brand of basketball. That's that's where I stand at. And obviously, I'm tired of, of watching the the, the step back travels and and all of that and the, and the playing for free throws. Uh, but a moment that got me hyped, Kemba put him on ice. Uh, oh, yeah. yesterday, Kemba got him with a real step back. For sure, Kemba's one of the most slept on players in the league. He's got, I think, probably the rawest step back in the league. Well, he's been good ever since Has he came be. in. Remember, remember that shot that he hit in uh, uh, UConn? UConn? Oh in the, yeah, in that tournament. Woo! That was a big tournament because I awesome. was really excited to see UConn. They were a lower I think that seed was going at up. Madison Square Garden that game too. Yeah, um, that was really fun. But um, anyway, any 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 closing thoughts today before we get out of here, Noah? Yeah, I I just um, I just think that uh, yeah. Back to James Harden again. He's he's really frustrating me. The thing that's just been getting at me is. Uh, he went and uh, talked to the refs the other day. Yeah. And uh, he talking was about saying, whining. Yeah, yeah. He was saying, "Oh well, why aren't you calling these for me?" He gets the most calls I have ever seen an NBA player get in my life. Yeah, him and uh, Chris Paul both went at uh, referee uh, 
I'm not good I with names today. Name, yeah. uh, but apparently it's been a long story rivalry between this specific ref and uh, both Chris Paul and James Harden. Uh, but anyway, last thing I'll, I'll ask you here, how deep do the Rockets make the play, uh, make it in the playoffs? It depends. I don't know. I saw them play great team basketball I'll ask, the one game James Harden I'll specify was it. If they are in a second-round matchup with OKC, do they lose or win that series? Oh, that's a tough one. I think they lose. They win it if they're hitting. They're a very streaky team. Um, OKC's more rounded, so I'd probably go OKC on that. I'd go OKC too. All right, well, we'll be back same time, uh, same place next week. Um, until then, uh, let's lead out the show today with a little uh, Herm Edwards rant. This is your rant of the week on Fearless Frustrations. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters.